In preparation for today's message, we shall be reading from the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 5, chapter 14, verse 7, chapter 13, verse 20. Again, that is Proverbs, chapter 12, verse 5, chapter 14, verse 7, and chapter 13, verse 20. Please open your Bibles to that portion of the Scripture and join me in reading God's Word. Let us all rise in reverence to the Word of God. The thoughts of the righteous are just. The counsels of the wicked are deceitful. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated. Choose your companions. We continue our series on selected verses from the book of Proverbs. We finished through 29 Sundays, Paul's letter to the Galatians, in which we tackled deep theological truths. Yet, Scripture does not only direct us towards eternity. Not, it's not all about eternal life. There is a temporal life which we must tackle, and that is living on earth until we meet the Lord Jesus. So we look at the book of Proverbs so that we may grow in wisdom and... Uh, Proverbs, Psalms, and Ecclesiastes, and even the Songs of Solomon are considered to be in the wisdom books of the Old Testament. Now, wisdom instructs us to listen to wisdom and instruction. Yet wisdom also warns us against the counsel of the wicked, which is deceitful. Therefore, one must choose the right advisors. We must also make sure that there is no deceit in our advice should we give advice to others. Wisdom leads us to walk with the wise because we will become wise. Conversely, we should leave the presence of a fool because we will not gain any knowledge. Furthermore, their company will bring us harm. Eventually, if we want to walk in wisdom, we should choose our companions. For several Sundays, we discussed the importance of receiving godly advice. From receiving, for receiving wisdom for others, but whenever we talk about wisdom in the Proverbs, in the book of Proverbs, it is about wisdom that is founded in the fear of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Conversely, those who do not fear God do not have this godly wisdom. 
They may have a certain wisdom from the world, but the wisdom we seek first and primarily is the wisdom that comes from God, that is rooted in the fear of God, that is based on the Holy Scriptures. We have learned in the past Sundays that one reason why some fail or most fail, one reason is to be hasty, just speed up everything, rush and do not consult. Haste makes waste. But there is another, which is not gaining advice. And the fool does not like advice because they think they're right. They think what they feel is the right thing. They think what they thought is the right thing, and therefore, ignoring everybody else, they just follow what they feel. And that's one reason many have wrecked themselves, hopefully, to a point where they can recover. But sometimes we destroy ourselves to the point that some things we will not recover anymore. And our hope and hope and prayer is that we do what we call an irony is the right mistakes. Because nobody's perfect. We shall make mistakes. But hopefully it's the mistakes that we can recover from, not the mistakes that are not founded in Scripture that might lead us to regret a lifetime. And some of us have that. Yet, it is not too late. We still have a life to live on earth. Why not live it in godly wisdom? Let's read Proverbs 12, verse 5. The thoughts of the righteous are just. The counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The first point is wicked counsel. So again, the thoughts of the righteous. What does it mean about their thoughts are just. Well, it's fair, it's honest, and truthful. And that's the kind of, hopefully, advice we receive. Something that is truthful. But sometimes because of our culture of hoping not to offend each one, we tell a lie. Or we tell a half-truth. Because it's uncomfortable. The good advisor will say something that people need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. Yet because sometimes we act foolishly, we give the wrong advice or we never give the warning because for fear that the person seeking our advice might be offended. And sometimes the one seeking the advice also acts foolishly. In what way? By only listening to advice that supports their position. But the true seeker of wisdom would like to listen to as much positions as possible so that they can weigh things better. They have to see why not and the why. Why yes? Why no? Or the environment, the conditions we are in. Now, that's what we hope to hear. 
But some of us will never, I believe, never grow to wisdom because we value our emotions too much. We are super sensitive. We do not like to hear any disagreement. It's too uncomfortable. We feel we are being attacked when in fact it's just the idea that is being questioned. We feel our plans are us. No, we have to learn to detach from a plan on paper versus us. The fool does not like correction either. But the thoughts of the righteous are just. That's why, brothers, sisters, the truth can offend. Preachers must preach the truth despite who is offended. We don't intentionally offend, but it becomes part of the job to preach the truth that offends others. But some would like pastors who don't say anything negative, just positive, right? The encouraging pastor, not the pastor who corrects. Um, if you're looking for that, you're in the wrong church. Conversely, the advice of the wicked is deceitful. Now, careful now. What does this, this mean? It can go in different directions. The one who counsels you, the wicked counselor or the counsel with wickedness in their lips, is not necessarily the advice, go kill somebody or let's rob a bank. It's not necessarily that bad. In what way can it be deceitful by not telling the truth? Once in a while, I get to browse YouTube and listen to wonderful singers. We all appreciate music, don't we? Especially the different genres we like. And sometimes we enjoy watching, or I enjoyed for not so much, but before, particular segments on the audition, the funny audition in the singing contests. And really, some of them think they are star material. When the judges obviously said, no, you're not. Whoever told you just love you enough, but it's wicked enough for not telling the truth. Now, there's a difference when somebody say to you, you have potential versus you're somebody great already. There's a difference. If you say you have potential, it means you have to work on it. Now, the deceitful advisor is also one, listen, who has an undeclared personal interest behind the advice. Ah. They advise you a certain thing because they clearly benefit from it. But they won't. Where is it deceitful? Is it wrong when win-win? No, it's not wrong if it's win-win. But once, once it is undeclared, it becomes deceitful. The one who would be truthful is, uh, I'll be honest with you, 
this is my advice to you, and it also benefits me. At least that's truth, truthful, right? But the one who will not declare and uh, beat around the bush and never go direct, the advice is always towards one direction because of a personal gain. Now, don't listen to every training you receive in your profession. I've been to many sales trainings when I was young, listening to the lectures. And without saying it, they encourage a form of deception so that at least the person will buy what you sell. Versus, you know there's a solution and you are intending your product is really a blessing to others because you are matching it with those who need it. And there's a difference between just forcing it upon them, manipulating them to buy, versus you know that they need it. There's a difference. Not all advice we listen to. We have to try to smell. <laughs> if. There seems to be a pattern and the probability of a hidden agenda. Hmm? Do you have friends like this? Let's not judge because this could be us as well. <laughs> this could be us as well. Advising you for their gain, more for them than for you. Thus one must beware of the counsel of the wicked, which leads to deceit. Ah, hear this. And may lead to betrayal. And of course there's dishonesty there, and worse is danger. The wise in heart will weigh each advice carefully. The one who does not weigh the advice given to them is careless and foolish. Do not listen to fellow fools if you want to be wise. Or the one lacking in wisdom. But we love our friends, so we get all of our advice from our friends. Because we love them and they love us. Presumably. They egg you on for the sake of fun. Ligawan mo yun. And for the sake of fun. It's one, you laugh, but then you have to be careful. Is there wisdom in this thing? If there is none. So let us be careful of wicked counsel. It exists. It exists. Let us be careful not to give wicked counsel. 
Number two, the fool's presence. Let's read 14 verse 7 of Proverbs. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. So, let's say it again. Wisdom states that one must leave the presence of a fool. Now, what is a fool? There's a verse in Psalms that says, the fool says there is no God. But if you look at Proverbs, please read Proverbs line by line and meditate upon it. Truly meditate upon it. How do you meditate? You meditate the truth and see, does, how, does, how am I applying this? Or how am I not applying this? An honest evaluation of self. I heard this story from a mother, not somebody we know here, foreign, and uh, she was having trouble with her son, teenager at that time, and he says, go to your room, you have an attitude problem, and I want you to read Proverbs, finish it. So he went to the room following his mother's direction. Then after a while, she heard, back, back. Like that, the book. She was so concerned. What happened? She opened the door. What's going on? What, what came next was a bit funny. So the teenagers was doing some tantrums and crying. I said, that book called me a fool. Oh yeah, if you read it line by line, you'll discover when you were foolish. Because sometimes we are, sometimes we still are. But how would you know if you don't even meditate on it? How? Now, let me share to you, in summary, through one sentence, one line, what it says. But it's better if you read it yourself. A fool does not fear God, does not listen to wise counsel, hates correction, hates correction, and is only concerned about revealing their mind. In short, they think they're always right. Leave the presence of a fool. Do you know the problem with some Christians? They don't only, they don't leave the presence of a fool. They even get married to the fool. Then you have the burden of being married to somebody who thinks they're always right. Ah. So I'd like to ask, who is the greater fool? No, oh, that's really not for you. It's for the teenagers, okay? Let's not be fools, young people. Amen? Amen. One of these days, 10 years, 20 years from now, you will gather. Some of you will be sharing how happy you are. Some of you will be sharing how sad you are. How disappointed you are. 
there's a saying from Socrates himself, and I'm sure many of you are familiar. If you marry a good wife, you will be happy. If not, you will be a philosopher. But it's not too late. For us who are married, we can still grow in wisdom. Amen? And that's a beauty of Scripture. If we all submit to Scripture, if everybody's reading and meditating, you don't have to tell your partner, your wife, your husband, don't be a fool if they are meditating. The Holy Spirit can work in their lives and in your life too. Amen? So what you pray for is not to manipulate them towards the right behavior you want. What you're praying for is that they would be immersed in Scripture. Let's go back. Leave the presence of the fool because one will not gain knowledge from such. Only fools enjoy the presence of other fools. Uh, who's a fool? They don't fear God. They don't listen to counsel. They hate correction. They're only concerned about revealing their mind. They're not good listeners. Those who seek godly wisdom and knowledge will never enjoy the presence of fools. They will always maintain safe distance, just enough to proclaim the gospel without being influenced. Take note that Jesus Christ was with sinners to proclaim the gospel. Not to compromise with them, but to proclaim the gospel. Now, it is not we who define who the fool is. It is scripture. Leave the presence of a fool. You know the saying, birds of a feather flock together. Well, yeah, it's popular cliche. Show me your friends, I'll show you who you are. Because in time, you influence one another through time. Those you hang out with. So if you hang out with those who just complain about life and everybody else, Give it enough time and you are that. That is why parents, that is the value of a church community for your children. You don't just leave them alone. and You, do, you have to set the stage for them to meet others. And your hope and prayer is that others who perhaps... Because we can never really know in detail, but hopefully, and perhaps they come from families who fear God. Nobody's perfect, but at least you know they fear God. Because if you are detached and hope that just pray for them, hopefully they'll grow up to be good men and women of God. It doesn't happen automatically. Parenting is praying and connecting them. Not to fools. But sometimes it's too late. We react when they're already surrounded by fools. That's a bit late. 
on an early stage we plant in their minds. We get to know their friends. We invite them over. We treat them out as well. We engage them. We listen to what the, the minds of these friends of theirs. And then we also try our best to make sure our children are not fools. How do you do that? It's so hard to parent when they're teenagers. Again, the Holy Scriptures. You bring them to Bible reading. In church, we've had Bible reading almost every, except pandemic, every Holy Week. One time we finished the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. At times it's a New Testament. Oh, but this is never full. Maybe one one-fifth of the seats are full, and some of them really stay and even sleep. If we come to a, a place where, oh, I've read that already, they go home and they come back again. You think you have the power and the influence to change your children? Yes and no. You, yes to a certain degree, and no, not completely. Never completely. So you're always watching, defending. And you're careful not to offend them because of their friends, but you have to find a way to set the stage right. Remember when they're kids, because you're concerned of their social life, you want them to attend birthday parties so they'll have friends, right? Yeah, that's part of parenting. Because if you don't do that, they won't be sociable. You think school takes care of that? Not always. So many bullies in school. Not always. That's why families, meeting families for dinner, for lunch in the church community is encouraged. You keep postponing that, you realize they're so big enough, they've outgrown you, they've outgrown your advice. They've only met a certain type of people, but not different types of people. So you limit it. I've had dialogues with children, my children saying, at least my sons said, maintain distance from that person. And I have to say why, not just because I'm a judgmental person. I have to say the reason why. You give me time to influence that person. Otherwise, if I cannot maintain distance. And that can only happen if you are connected with your children as they are growing up. Do not be distant when they're growing up. Yeah, because they're makulet, you don't like. Please, do not judge your parents. Hello? Not everybody hears a sermon like this. What you should think of is one day, if you become a parent, 
Do not forget this. Well, that's a problem if you marry a fool. The fool is always in your house. Uh, kids copy what we model. Why do we have to also say, forgive me, son, forgive me, daughter? Why? Because you're modeling it. They have to see it so they'll do it with you. You model it so you can demand it. But if you think you're always right, it's not so difficult. It's just pride to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Companion of fools, next point. Now, there's some positive here. Let's read 13.20 of Proverbs. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Those who walk with the wise will become wise, probably, probably through listening and observation. You listen, you observe. Conversely, the companion of fools will suffer. Therefore, one must choose one's companions. Thus, people must evaluate their companions. That's why we have these women's gathering, for example, so that you meet more people. And hopefully, you'll engage and encounter people who also love the Lord, fear the Lord, but never claim they're perfect. They know they're wretched sinners. They know and understand the gospel. And getting to know more of them helps us grow as well. But if you're distant because you're so picky, because you're so perfect, I don't like this and this and this and that, and I don't like them all. Why? Because they have to adjust to you? Now listen, who's the fool? Hey, I'm talking in general terms. Okay, if you think I'm speaking to you personally, no and yes. Not me. May the Spirit work with the Word as they speak to us. Because I had these experiences. You know, Pastor, why do you always pick on me? And uh, No, I don't. Uh, I just preach what's there. If, if you think it's you, I wanted to say this, you're not that special. For me to think of you, dedicate a whole sermon just for you. I mean, come on, there's a, there's a congregation, okay? So if you feel that, just think, you're not that special, all right? If you're that special, I'll speak to you one-on-one, -on -one. okay? If I say, I need to talk to you, oh, well, well, it's really about you, okay? <laughs> but if it's here, come on. We're not some immature pastors who would use the sacred pulpit just to swipe at you. Well, if we swipe, we swipe in general terms, okay? Speaking to the people of God, not you in particular. Don't worry, don't worry, okay. If you still feel that way, I'll begin to feel that you're special. Okay, 
All right? So, one way to gain wisdom is to invest time with the wise. Or at least with those who seek biblical wisdom. Because you cannot ask somebody, are you a wise person? No, because the person who seeks wisdom does not think they are wise. The fool thinks they are wise. But if you see that they pursue godly wisdom, it is good to walk with them. Remember the verse, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. You cannot walk with somebody if you're not going to the same direction. When you're walking with somebody, you walk with people who seek biblical truth and wisdom, who want to grow, who are still imperfect because nobody's perfect, who does not say, I'm holier than you. No, no, no. They know they're wretched sinners, but by grace, they're allowed to grow in Christ. By grace, they are allowed by the Holy Spirit to be transformed by the truth and by the Spirit day by day. And once you see that, walk with them. Do not avoid them. If you keep avoiding them, you are the fool. That's why here we promote small groups. Because how can you say, when the Bible said uh, to love one another and the context is to serve one another. How can you do that if you're just all alone? But if you commit to a group, then build that relationship there through what? Serving one another. Then you are expressing a certain kind of love which the Bible speaks about. Well, what's the reward? The reward is becoming wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm or worse, get destroyed. I had this conversation with a friend of yesteryears, many years ago. And he joined my company, a company in Manila, which I was in partnership with others as well. And he said, I realized something. I should choose the people I hang out with. So I'm just interested. I'm just listening. No, I didn't preach this. Okay. And I wasn't preaching there weekly before compared to here. So I was just listening. Is it because the things we discuss when I hang out with my friends, you know the things we discuss? Useless things that do not edify, that do not build. We only criticize. But he said there's only one thing I... This is a... He is a brother. There's only one thing I learned. Because those he hang out with are good in washing laundry. Other men. That's one thing at least I learned. What's the best detergent to use? At least you gained something, I said. But nothing about life. Nothing about his career could be helped. Ever wondered why you never advance? Show me your friends. I'll show you who you are. Because to observe the habits of people, godly people who progress in this life, who serve God, serve their families, who follow the temporal wisdom like building your resource and still being generous and giving to the Lord, honoring the Lord from their wealth, 
You have to see it to believe it. That there are people highly disciplined. That not everybody is like your community or, or the people you hang out with. I made a case study. I wrote a case study about a person who made it to a high position. And as I gave the case study and hundreds of people were in that conference, and somebody went to the mic and said, I can't believe that there is such a person like this. And I said, oh, I can introduce this person to you because this person is real. You know why she thought that? There's no such thing as a diligent person because of her surroundings. Because she doesn't see a diligent person. Now, she works for a branch of government. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Harm. If I walk with the fools, I will suffer harm. If my wife is with fools, I will suffer harm. <laughs> if I'm a fool, my children will suffer because of me. If I do not grow in wisdom, my family will suffer. If I do not protect my children, they will suffer harm. Um, see, you take wisdom seriously, I guarantee that somehow life improves. Oh, no, no, there's not prosperity gospel, okay? Um, <laughs> prosperity gospel. Just trust in the Lord and everything's going to be all right. No, 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 not everything's going to be all right. You will be persecuted. You will be tested by God himself. If you say, say everything's going to be all right for your soul, yea and amen, I agree. But prosperity gospel is always about money. Money, money, money. Every week the sermon is about prosperity. Just give to us and you will prosper. Here, what scripture says is, companion of the wise, be diligent, do not be hasty, have advisors. Somehow you will progress. Application. We go back to the first point. Choose advisors. Beware the counsel of the wicked. Their advice is either deceitful or leads to deceit. Avoid them. On the other hand, one must listen to those whose thoughts and actions are truthful, honest, and fair. Some people are obvious fools. However, some are not obvious fools. Okay? <laughs> some of the, these who are deceitful advisors may sound biblical. But their actions betray them. Therefore, we must exercise Caution in listening to advice. Beware the deceitful advice. Next, leave the fool. We will not gain any wisdom from fools. Therefore, we must leave the presence of a fool for the sake of our own soul. 
If we are comfortable with fools, then probably we are fools. Hmm? Only fools rush in. Have you heard men gathering around where they, those beer gardens, some of them actually meet because they're lonely. They need friends, company. And I'm not against having friends and company. But sometimes you listen to the discussion. You can't miss it. It's a gathering of philosophers. And they philosophize life. Not seeing their own faults, they always see the fault of their wife. They are fools. If you only see your, why, your spouse's fault, but never your own, that's a walking fool. To the young men here, will that happen in your future? Will it be a gathering of philosophers? Or people who understand philosophy, but not because of Socrates' statement, but because... Truly, you married a wife who fears God and loves God, prays for you, even reminds you of God. And that is a blessing. The one who will be patient with you, and you will be patient with her. I struck a chord last week. The Bible said love is patient. I said, why don't we replace that with, instead of I love you, I'm patient with you. And that struck a chord. I felt it. You know? My wife reminded me, also include the next one. Love is kind. Okay, darling. Because she thinks I need to be kinder. Uh, <laughs> working on it. But that's the beauty of Scripture. We don't have to debate what the Bible says. We just have to work on it by God's grace. Paul said, work it out. But God is at work in you. Well, that's a beauty. We work it out knowing that the grace of God is with us. But sometimes the fool is a man who quotes scripture. Careful now. But how may we leave the fool if we do not know what the fool is? The scriptures reveal that the fool does not believe in God, does not fear God, doesn't listen, hates correction, thinks they're always right, and talks too much. That's the fool. It's okay to admit sometimes I act foolishly. May the Lord help me. Amen? Do you sometimes act the fool? Yeah, it's so hard to say yes, right? It's so hard to. <laughs> Can't say yes, although I know it's true. So you freeze. <laughs> when there's a difference of opinion, first think, okay, that's interesting. You listen to the opposite opinion, right? The first response is, that's interesting. Tell me more. Ah, yeah. 
That doesn't mean change immediately, but you're giving the opportunity for others to speak so you can weigh it carefully. That's wisdom. You don't change your opinion just because somebody said so. No, you have to weigh it carefully, but you have to listen. Yeah. And some use spirituality to be fools. There's this story of a, a congregation led by a certain pastor who loves to spiritualize everything. They were build, have, they're having a building project. This is in the U.S. Okay, Building project. And the pastor had a dream of an octagon-shaped building with a flat surface. It's octagon. It's beautiful. It was a dream. So he tells the architect, this is God's will. See, if you have a dream, not all dreams are from God, okay? Some, it's just a dream, all right? But the architect, but if we do that, no arguments. The architect tried to speak again. It's his craft. He tries to speak again. He said, no. Okay, he's the boss. As long as we get paid. Flat roof, octagon shape. Then came winter. It snowed because it's octagon and flat. It crashed. Ever wondered why the roof is like that? Okay, so the rain can flow, but more so the snow doesn't get stuck. Some even have an A shape okay, in snowy areas. Oh, God said in a dream. Fool. Okay, let, let me try to close, okay? Since you might feel so depressed going home already. <laughs> and <laughs> walk with the wise. What does it mean to walk with the wise? One must invest time with the wise. More than that, keep them company while moving in the same direction. People can only walk with each other if they are in the same direction. Seek them out. Invest your money. Talk to them. How do you invest? Pay for the food just for their presence. Listen. Hang out. Nobody's perfect. They won't be perfect. But will you gain something? Hopefully. The reward of walking with the wise is wisdom. It is better to be influenced by the wise than fools. We develop or become our most usual companions. Show me your friends and I will show you who you are. Therefore, avoid hanging out with fools. In fact, avoid them. So, I give you a choice through poetry, the wise or the fool. Listen now to this simple rule. Hey, leave the presence of a fool. Because you will not gain wisdom. Fools can make you evil or dumb. Thus, beware of evil counsel. And do not fall under their spell. Because they are full of deceits while they try to sound really sweet. 
Listen, friends of fools will suffer harm, so do not give in to their charm. Because you will end up like them, worse, you'll pass it on to the next gen. Thus walk with the wise, to be wise, go walk with those who follow Christ, and listen to godly counsel, to the gospel, do listen well. Your choice will reflect your future, choose the wise, better to be sure. Companion of fools or the wise, what will you be? Please be precise. And as all rise, let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom of your word. We are wretched sinners, and many times we are fools. Teach us to walk with the wise that we may gain wisdom. And it's not simply the wise men of the earth, but wise men in the context of those who fear God, yet also are intelligent in their craft. Our desire, Lord, is that we may grow to be the man or woman that you want us to be, to be that person conformed to the image of Christ. With the gospel as a center, Christ the center of our lives, what we live and breathe and proclaim. Yet while on earth, to walk in wisdom, we humbly seek your wisdom. May we all walk in that direction. May we sharpen one another. May we build one another. That we may have a community generation after generation, people who walk in the wisdom of God. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. Good morning. God bless you.